You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. It's, it's just become habit now that I got to wait for that last little strum before, <laughs> before we start talking. <laughs> You like our intro music. I do. Don't I, you? It, that's uh, uh, that was a, a good choice by me. I must say so myself. Yes, so, I would um, say the same thing. Straight, but don't break your arm patting yourself on the back. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Um, but straight from the inbox, uh, this this is worth noting because somebody pointed out with the whole when we were talking about the chronically negative spouses. Uh huh. And they loved the phraseology that we used of how it can actually be seen as cor- a courageous step to really expand ourselves get out of our comfort zone and and our listener at that emailed us at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com she pointed out I, I had never thought of it that way of of when my husband would would stretch himself for me mm. and how that's actually a courageous thing and yeah I love it because that's it, it, anytime we can broaden a person's perspective I think we've done a good job I, I was gonna say who when we give them a paradigm yeah. shift, when we lift the veil and help them see a bigger picture, we've done a good job. Yeah, because that's... And we can break our hands, you know, break our arms, patting ourselves. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, and I also love it because they are um, a couple we're going to meet at the Sexy Marriage Radio Getaway. Yay! And, and so, well done. Come find us. And if you, if you want to join them, as well as a lot of other couples, there's still a few spots available. Uh, come on to, to the DFW area, June 23rd to the 26th. It's going to be a fantastic four days, and I can't wait for it. I think it's going to just be a great time. If it's anything like last year, it, it was it, it'll such be fantastic. an awesome yep. four days last year. Yeah, I, I really can't wait to see how we improve on the experience and to meet more people, to meet more of our listeners. Absolutely. I'm really stoked about that. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. if, if you want to join us, sexymarriageradio.com is where you can find it. There's uh, information all over the sidebar uh, that, on how you can register and reserve your spot. And if you want and we only have a few, like, right. like very few right. spots left yeah, now. Because it's, it's limited capacity just because of the hotel that we're at and down by the Galleria. So it's going to be a great time to, to, to spend with your spouse. A lot of time you get to spend with just them and with mm-hmm. other couples and with us and and so it should just be a, a, a fantastic four days where you can really recharge and energize and, and have lots of things to take away that are far beyond the four days. And so also, if you're new to Sexy Marriage Radio, welcome. Uh, I love it when people binge, listen, and join and send us emails <laughs> at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com and, and join the binging crowd. <laughs> yeah, how does it feel that there are people on the planet that are addicted to something that you created? <laughs> um, it's humbling. And it's awesome uh, <laughs> just to think about the reach that this thing has become. Um, it, it's it's just it's befuddling sometimes. To it, think it's about a mind-boggling that. thing. It, it is, and so. <laughs> uh, but I think it's because we get a chance to speak into uh, a lot of the issues that, that couples have, and they don't really know where to turn. Because if you think about it, there's not a lot of areas that you can really freely talk about sex. You can freely talk about married sex because if you've got an issue going on at home, 
you're not going to bring it up with your partner usually just because there's a lot of tension already around it. And, and, and that's, yeah, that's unfortunate. It is. And, and I, my hope is you get, you get to the point where absolutely you bring it up at home. Cause that's the that's goal. That's totally the first person, the only person that you need to talk to about it. Nobody else can, can fix your problem. Right. Nobody else can really understand and, and help you sift, sort and separate what's really going on. Like the person who's involved with right. the problem. With right. you. Yeah. Cause it's co-created. And so it's, it's recognizing that, Maybe maybe most of the conversations I need to have about this are actually at home at, at, at a better time, not in the midst of the fire. And that's one of our big advices we give is if you're having issues around sex, when you're in the midst of a tension moment isn't probably the best time to bring it up. So sometimes right. doing it from a different perspective can help. And so that's what I want to do with today's show because this one fits a couple of emails we've received where they're from husbands that are listeners and the response that they hear from their wife every time they bring it up, like on one one hand, it's a guy that he was he was emailing saying, I do a lot of different things to pursue. I take a lot off her plate. I try to help. You know, he's, he's trying to be very proactive Hands on. Mm-hmm. in helping make sex more prominent in his marriage. Mm-hmm. And anytime he brings it up, his wife gets defensive and says, everything is about sex with you. It's always about sex with you. And then the other hand, we get the same kind of thing that it's he's been brought up. It's been brought up. He gets shot down a lot. Um, he she thinks he needs to just operate under have more self control, and be happy with once every few weeks or so on the Ooh. sex that can happen. And then he's even brought up the idea of masturbation, and she said no. She shot that down. That if he has if he masturbates, the same as having an affair. And, wow. Yeah. That is a pretty I'm I'm not trying to offend the person who may think that, but my knee-jerk reaction to that concept is that's a pretty legalistic black and white and not even biblically based opinion. Right. Because masturbation is not mentioned anywhere in scripture. I th- I think that if God intended for that to be as sinful as an affair, he would have included it somewhere, maybe not in the Ten Commandments, but somewhere. Right. The Bible is silent on the topic. So yeah, that what a predicament for a guy to be in that his wife would expect him to lower his sex drive to the point that it matches hers. And it sounds as if there's a huge disparity right. between those two levels. Um, and, and one other thing I'll say, and then I want you to just dive in and just chew this up with us, Corey. Usually I will say, okay, this is a very stereotypical thing that this is you know, that we're talking about this in context with just men mm-hmm. and, but no women do this or think mm-hmm. this too, but I can't envision a man saying to a woman, everything's about sex with you. Like I just, yeah, I, I I'm can't. sure it exists and I'm positive it does. Cause I've, I've, okay, I've worked okay. with a couple that okay. right off the top of my head that, okay. that, that would, that that was there. Um, okay. but I, I again, guess when someone I, feels starved, right. it does, it is going to seem like it's all about sex. Right. And, and, and I'm doing this one based on just from our emailers, because I want to honor them. I want to honor those, these guys, because there's also a group of guys I work with, uh, in the husband mastermind group that are in similar boats. There's a couple, there's guys I've worked with in my practice that are in similar boats. And the interesting thing is these aren't bad marriages, as far as the relationship goes in its entirety, they do life well together. And this is one thing. There's a lot more to life and marriage than just Absolutely. Absolutely. But there's that, that's the one, one thing I want to start this, this show with is the idea that 
So they do life well. And so one of the things that comes up that I've heard before from husbands is they, when, anytime they bring it up, she either is very, very defensive and reactive, or she's very, very hard on herself about, I'm such a horrible wife, because she doesn't know why there's no desire. She's not, it's not like mm-hmm. she's just uh, holding back intentionally of, oh, I know how I can really make you mad is not give you, you know, it's not that. It's just this, I don't have the desire. I'm not interested. I got too much, uh, you know, it's just not on her radar. And so she immediately makes a blanket indictment of self whenever it's brought up. And so one of the things to help phrase it, and I've actually had a client use this, is anytime that comes up and she starts going down that path, his response can be, no, this isn't about you as a wife. I mean, we have a great partnership, honey. We've got a great life. We just don't have a good love life. Mm. You know, this is just about uh, us as lovers, Right. You know, and that's a whole different component. And that, so sometimes that helps keep a better perspective of we're talking about not the whole pie chart. We're talking about a part of right. the pie chart. Right. Because women, I mean, well, all spouses, men or women, can be really great at child rearing, financial management, mm-hmm. sharing domestic responsibilities, uh, you know, the spiritual component. I mean, there's all kinds of assets that people bring to the table. But yeah, you're right. This one area can be a real sore spot, even if everything else is going great. Right. And and this is also a big area because what separates marriage from every other relationship is sex. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that, that, that would be your main thing. There's probably some others that are within there and the commitment and some of the other things that have, that, that put a lot of more pressure or onus on the relationship. But that's the main component. That's where, that's the whole reason for our show is that, that sex in, in marriage is blessed, it's sacred, it's honored, it's something that can be incredibly elegant and incredibly bonding and profound. And, mm-hmm. and so it's recognizing that's the dynamic of what is at play in a relationship. And so if you have a, an issue where that is non-existent or trickle down at best, Mm. That sets up a, a, a really tough situation for both partners. Right, right. Sex is so much a part of who we are that to ask someone to just abandon their libido or to lower their expectations down to ground zero in a relationship is really an unfair thing to ask. Um, well, I really, okay. I don't know if I, I, unfair, because I'm going to, I want to come at this from a perspective of, okay, we all have choices. I, I'm framing this whole conversation in the two choice dilemma. Okay. Okay. And we've done a show on that in the past and, and it's probably worth unpacking a little bit, but the, the idea of a two choice dilemma, and this is schnarchology kind of stuff. So it's that life gives us choices and a monogamous relationship, i.e. marriage gives us all kinds of choice dilemmas Mm -hmm. and so when i had when i'm faced with where i want something but i'm not quite sure if my partner's going to go along with what i want i will steal their choice to help me feel better and hold my partner hostage whoa i mean that's that's what it is because it's 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 the idea of if i don't want to have sex Mm -hmm. in my in my marriage but i want pam to stay 
I will do everything I can to try to steal her choice so mm. that I can keep mine. And you don't call that unfair? Well, I call that the playing field of life. You call it, I mean, do you call it manipulation? It, 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 manipulation would work, but I just think that's the dynamic that's at play. And a lot of times what we do is when we steal our partner's choices is I'm just not, con- I'm not confronting my own choices. Because if I if okay. I if I went to the scenario where I didn't want to have sex anymore and I was up and I could say to her, "Hey, honey, I'm done. You know, sex is not an important. Okay, if you're listening to this, Pam, this is all hypothetical. Um, <laughs> if if, Just so you know. <laughs> if, uh, if I reach the point." Where I was to say, I'm done with sex. Uh, we've had enough. Uh, it's just, it doesn't mean the same thing to me anymore. I just, I, I, I want to have the rest. Just the relationship we've got now is, is enough. And I don't, I don't want to have sex anymore. But you are free to do what you choose with that. That's a completely different component of, if, okay, if so- you want to go, I get it. That could be a well- deal breaker and you go because of that. And I'm not holding you hostage. I'm just going to be honest and confront my choice and take the hit for it. So that's taking ownership of your desires, but also giving your spouse the opportunity to take ownership of their desires right. and not forcing their desires right. to match yours. Right. Okay. I, I can agree with that. So are you including masturbation in that? That if a spouse simply does not want to be sexual with their spouse, do you think that they should give them uh, a free pass. Well, I don't know. See, again, I don't want to. I don't want to come at it from the cam- the standpoint of the low desire partner or the no desire partner. I want to come at it from the standpoint of our email of the emailed in of she thinks masturbation is wrong, but he, she's not interested in sex. So she's basically taking the stance of I want to be in a relationship with no sex, and I want to be married to somebody that wants sex. That's the that's the dynamic they're in, right? And that she wants to be married to somebody who wants sex. She wants her husband. I'm assuming she doesn't want to leave. Okay. Okay. So she wants to what be a, with somebody. What a catch twenty-two, though. But that in how many how many things in life in marriage are catch twenty-twos, though, girl? That's true. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> You're that, right. That, I, I want to spend You're... more money, but I don't want my wife to question how I spend my money. And I don't want to work harder to make more money. Right. <laughs> but right. I don't want to go into debt. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I get it. I get we got it. cash twenty twos out the wazoo. <laughs> okay. That's a bumper sticker right there. Um, <laughs> but it's just that idea of okay, so he is at this dilemma of he has to confront how do I pursue her, challenge her, confront her, and if she's not interested and I want to turn to masturbation, even with turning towards it in the mindset of all my fantasy is going to be about her. I'm not mm-hmm. going to use porn. I'm not going to do something that goes against my integrity. Then, right. he, then he has to be willing to confront, you know what, baby, if you're not interested in having sex with me, I'm going to go masturbate. Even if you think I'm cheating on you. Okay. okay. I'm going to go do it. And I will take, I'm looking for. I will take the hit for mm-hmm. your judgment because okay. what other options are you giving me? Okay, now I'm more on board with that concept because the notion of of her expecting him to not have any desire and not experience any sort of sexual release, I mean, this is who we are. That would be like expecting a person not to eat or not to sleep or not to breathe. This is how God wired our brains that we are sexual beings. But I do like the notion of, okay, so what? She thinks that. He doesn't think that. He thinks that masturbation, I mean, my guess is I'm just trying to put myself in in his head, in his frame of mind. He thinks that 
masturbation is going to be my best guarantee to stay in this marriage. Because if I don't masturbate, the temptation to look outside my marriage for, for that sexual desire and passion is going to be all the more overwhelming. Right. Yeah. And so in a way, I think that it could be um, displaying integrity for a man to say, if my wife isn't willing to step up to the plate, I'm not going to force her because I'm not a rapist and I'm, I'm, I'm not a jerk. Right. But I'm also not going to involve another woman because right. that would make me, you know, a, a, a slime ball. Right. And so I'll just take responsibility for my own sexual desires and I will. If I choose to stay, that's it. I mean, because that's the right. whole dynamic. I, I mean, yeah. that's okay. that is the playing field. And that's two choice dilemmas at its foundation are integrity building things. They make us come up against our integrity and yeah. have to decide what do I want to do? Because I've had guys that sit in my office and say, you know, they try these different things to, to instigate sex more, to bring it about more, and it's, and it's going to come up against their partners, their wife's uh, level of anxiety, their level of security, their level of comfort. It's just we're going to do that because sex is going to have a lot of anxiety surrounding it. Right, because it could be I've got some self-image issues, and so I don't want to I don't want to be seen naked, and it could be all that kind of stuff, and so that's their deal. But they they put it off on their partner that it's always about you. It's always about sex. That's the easy. That's the okay. Easy so that's their way of, of denying and deflecting. They don't, they don't have to confront. It's not about me and my yep. anxieties about sex. It's about you and the fact you want it all. The they time. don't have to confront their own dilemma. Okay. If they keep it about their partner. Okay. So my whole philosophy is. That is so true. Marriage is designed to help people have to confront their own dilemmas in life and then choose. Because I've had a guy sit in my office and say, you know what? Everything else in our marriage is great. Part of me wants to just give it up in the sense of why keep pursuing this when everything else is so good. And I'm like, that's fine, dude. If that's the choice you want to make, I'm not going to sit here and stop you. Because we're going to differ a little bit on is sex a natural function like a normal desire of eating? I don't know if it is. I think it is for keeping the species going. Yeah. But beyond yeah, I'm not that, saying that people, I'm not saying that people will die if they don't have it. We don't have, have it. to have it to survive. But it's a basic instinct. It's sure. a basic drive that you can't just turn off. Right. Yeah. You can't. You can't squash desire in the in the mm-hmm. name of sanctification. I mean, that's mm-hmm. one of John, uh, John Eldridge's statements that. It'll, it'll ooze out like biscuit dough out of a can if you try <laughs> or, that. Or explode. Those don't ooze. Those explode. Yeah, it, it's called repression. Yeah, right. that beach ball analogy of it'll come <laughs> soaring back up. You know, if you try to repress it to the bottom of a pool, it's going right. to come soaring back up, not just to the surface, but up into the air, crashing back down, creating all these ripple effects. But- and we want to avoid that. You know, I just think that it's a healthy thing for both husbands and wives to look at their own desire and figure out how can I contain that within my marriage, even if that means taking matters into my own hands mm-hmm. for the sake of not involving someone else in an extramarital affair, mm-hmm. because that creates so much brokenness. That's what creates the big ripple effects. Right. And, and for people, I know that we've gotten several emails even here recently, people saying that because their spouse wasn't meeting their sexual needs, they have gone looking elsewhere, but they didn't solve the problem. They only created lots more layers of problems. And so it's just, it's never a solution right. to go looking outside the marriage. Never, never, never a solution. Right. Yeah. And, and that's where it, these are all integrity things. These are, these are where we have to face the dilemmas of life. Because a lot of times, if you're looking at the dynamic of a marriage, there are components and times 
when we have choices. They're just not choices we want. And so lots of times we will try to steal our partner's choice until something comes along that I want or it's more in line with what I want. When sometimes I think I've got to start to digest the idea that what's my best bad choice here? <laughs> because in that life, yeah, I mean, that, yeah. that's that's what we've got to do. It's the, it's the idea of, okay, let's put this in the context of parenting. Mm-hmm. You've got a toddler that is way too out of control. And, you know, you're spoiling them or you're doing different things. If you don't step up, you know, there could be a part of us, you know, that whole adage of this is going to hurt you more than it hurts me to have to discipline you. I don't I don't get that because I'm fine disciplining my kids. <laughs> Maybe I've got a little sadisticness or something. I'm not sure. But, no, you have very well-behaved kids. Well, so it's, it, it's paying off, Corey. Keep but it it's, up. But it's that idea of if I don't, you know, I sit there and I see something going on that I know I need to step up and address. If I choose to just let that go there's going to be a consequence to that. If I don't confront what's going on and address it, maybe it's not a choice I want at the time, but I've got to do it. I've had that instances with both my children of, man, I don't want to have to deal with this, but I got to. It's here. It's right in front of me. I got to do it. Otherwise, there's prices to pay way down the road, and I'm not interested in them having to pay that price. So I'm going to deal with it now. So this is what life does. You do this at, at work. You know, your boss needs something and it doesn't quite fit what you want, but he's like, all right, I'll get it done because that's what my job is. So right. you find a way to endure it and, and, and persevere through it because we know it can produce something. And I think when you, talk, when you talk about marriage, particularly sex, those are lots of times two-choice dilemmas because you and I both have stated we're big proponents of Marriage is where it's sacred when when it comes to sex. So turning outside of it, even if that's porn, isn't something that helps in the long run. It goes against the defining of who we really are. Right. Uh, And incidentally, I want to mention that the current issue of Time Magazine has the, the cover issue is about porn and how the generation that's grown up with it so you know, at, with such easy access, are now the ones preaching against it because they see what it's done yeah. to themselves, to their marriages, to their families. And I, I love that people are finally awakening yeah. the reality of what looking outside of your spouse, right. like you said, even if it's just porn, actually does. But but again, I, I think we also have to frame this whole thing in the context of desire differences. That w- there's going to be somebody that wants it more than another when it comes to sex. So. It's just because the low desire partner is low desire, that doesn't mean they are the ones that have the problem because it's a multi-layered thing. Okay. Right? There, a lot of time, think of it this way. A person's interest in, in having sex in a long-term established relationship, there's lots of factors that make that up, aren't there? I mean, it's the state right. of the relationship. It's their own health. It's their stress level. It's their own libido. It's their own baggage. All of those kinds of things are factors, and it's very easy for the partner to think it's them. My, you know, my Pam, Pam's in the middle of business season as we're recording this. I mean, she did a, <laughs> a fourteen-hour, fifteen-hour day at the office oh, yesterday, really? and she'll go that long today, and you know, until Monday when when the deadline's done. Right. And my guess is you never get sex the week of April fifteenth. Oh no, <laughs> it, it, it still happens. 
Um, <laughs> you squeeze it in. Well, you. it's just because it's a reality. I mean, it's just this whole, I know during this time I can uphold different things and tolerate and confront, but I can also still use the pressure of the relationship because it's not always about sex. Sometimes it's about setting the stage for once tax season's done and then there's more freedom. And it's like, yeah. I, I can bear that for, for what we, what can be coming down the road. And so it's just recognizing there's lots of dynamics at play, and I need to just make sure, am I being somebody worth having sex with? Right. If you're sitting around pouting because she's not available, then pouty is not attractive. Right. That that is That just feels like manipulation, mm -hmm. and, and yeah, it just it's pathetic. And so, yeah, for you to stand firm going, I know this is coming down the pike. I am going to be a man who's who's worth pursuing that's going to make her want to flock to you on April 16th or, or maybe she or, needs a day to, to, or, or, to, or even, or even, or even tonight. Um, <laughs> but it, again, babe, how you doing? That's not a hypothetical. Um, and incidentally, we're recording this show on April 14th <laughs> just so people can have a context right. for these comments. Um, I, I have a couple of, of things that I want to toss out here, but you look like you were going to say something. No, no, go, go. go. We, well, we, we got it. We got a few more minutes before we need to wrap this up. So let's keep going. Okay. Well, I do want to encourage the person who is struggling with the lower desire to look at themselves because I think that you've done a really good job encouraging the higher desire person to look at themselves. But I also think, you know, it takes two to tango and iron out wrinkles in a relationship. And I think that the notion of it's all about sex with you, I think that you really need to press the pause button on that concept and maybe even keep a schedule in a day of, okay, he got up, he took a shower he made breakfast or ate breakfast. He went to work for eight hours. He swung by the grocery store on his way home. Right. Uh, he sat at the family table and made sure that the kids did, had done their homework. He helps me with, you know, getting them ready for bed. And then he wants sex. So can I really say that it's all about sex for you when he just proved to you throughout the day in so right. many different ways that no, it's about family. It's about being a provider. It's, it's, it's about connecting but the fact that he wants sex doesn't make him a bad guy. It makes him a human. Right. And the other image that comes to my mind is, you know, it, like I just envisioned a mom in a kitchen cooking and a child who hasn't eaten in many, many hours looking longingly at her meal. And for her to keep saying, it's all about food for you. It's all about food for you. Well, you know what? If you would just feed the kid, it wouldn't be all about food. And I'm not trying to put a guilt trip or and that, that, that kept me cross probably sounded way too harsh. And I didn't mean for it to. But the reality is, is a starving spouse will focus on sex a lot because they're hungry for it. But if you just do what you can to satisfy that hunger in the spurts that are comfortable enough for you, you might be surprised at how it doesn't seem to be all about sex for you or for them anymore. Okay. Well, okay. I, I just think that there's room mm -hmm. to make concessions for the higher desire spouse because this is a part of their humanity. Okay. Okay. And who, and where else are they supposed to go? True. And that's because that's what I want to keep coming back to is that that is a dynamic of the relationship that is just natural and should be expected. That is what people thought they were getting when they signed on board to this marriage idea. Right. I think everybody comes into a marriage with a basic expectation that my spouse is going to be emotionally available to me and my spouse is going to be sexually available to me. Mm -hmm. And anything else that comes in life, we'll tackle that together. As long as we have the sexual and emotional bond, 
everything else is peanuts. Right. So when you take that sexual element out of it or the emotional element out of it, and I do want to do a show another time on sometimes the spouse who thinks it's all about sex for you, what they're really trying to say is there's not an emotional connection here for me. So it's hard for me to want to have sex with you. I don't feel an emotional connection. Maybe. So we got to do a show on that. Mm -hmm. But but, but that's just because what comes to my mind listening to you talk is, you know, there's that whole adage of maybe you need to increase the the whole dynamic of non-sexual touch to create better emotional connection. But to a spouse who doesn't want to be touched, that's kind of hard. Yeah, but my thought is, is in marriage, depend, and this is going to be contingent on who's making the definition, but is there any such thing as non-sexual touch? Because <laughs> it all leads towards it, doesn't it? it, it or it doesn't. I mean, because that's just... Well, I, I think that if the lower desire spouse could grasp that concept... That would be helpful. Yeah. So say it again. Well, it's, it just, again. it's just the concept of, uh, this is something I've come to believe lately, is is there any such thing as non-sexual touch? Because in, isn't it, it, we can get so linear in our thought process that we just think, oh, you're just buttering me up because you want in my pants. And so, okay, that's, if I go just linear, I start to recognize yeah, <laughs> that's what that may be what I'm doing. That or, is my ultimate goal. Or I'm I'm going to get defensive. No, no, no. You know, and so it's it's being willing to recognize the dilemmas of what happened in our relationship. Of whenever you look at your partner, it's all about sex with you. You know, if you hear that, and these are to the two guys that emailed in that are listeners. If you hear that again, I want you to be able to take that hit, digest it. And recognize yes and no. Okay. Right? Unpack. Because mm-hmm. it's the whole, no, it's not all about sex because look at what else I do for my life. Look at what else I do for my family. Look at how I provide. Look at how I'm connected. And I'm assuming these are all affirmative answers in the sense of mm-hmm. you will right. lining up with what I'm saying here. And then the other aspect of it is, yes, it is because I want to have sex with you, honey. Yeah, I take ownership of yeah. it. Yeah, and so it's like, why am I afraid of that? That's the same thing I think we talked about with the potpourri of emails not too long ago of what's an alternative answer to, you know, pouting, being upset, being mad, and it's just that whole, you get a little cocky of, it's all about sex with you. Yeah, I'm hungry sometimes too, but yeah. Right. Uh, well, and I think that a, a, a great response too might be, no, it's not all about sex for me, but it is all about marriage. And, okay. and sex is a part of marriage and I want to be married True. to you and I want to have sex with you. Yeah. I mean, cause what comes to do, my, what comes to, if that's a, a crime, right? Well, what comes <laughs> to my mind is, is, um, with, with busy season going on with my wife, um, I've obviously I'm upping the game at home in the sense of, I got, I got the housework taken care of. That's me and the kids. We got it. That's not a problem. She'll jump back in when she can. And she had a time where she came home recently and, was really frustrated. It was a long day and I had not gotten the stuff out of the sink, you know? And so that's one of the first things you see. And she was, she was already not coming from the best of her. And so she's putting things in the dishwasher and she looks at me in a grumpy voice and says, I feel like all I'm ever doing is cleaning up the sink when I come home. And I just stopped, took a breath because I recognized, uh Oh, that's a trigger. Mm-hmm. I could have easily tried to hold on, look at all this stuff I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. And instead, I just looked at her square in the eye and said, baby, you and I both know that's not true. And it was Very just, mature and, response. And she was like, and she lively. was like, you're right. Sorry. You're and right. she kind of took a breath. 
and she she relaxed and so it's just recognizing there's dilemmas in marriage and that's what i want to get across is 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 this whole dynamic of marriage is wrought with dilemmas yeah so we have to face one them. after another yeah, we have to face them and that's about us more than it is our partner and if we'll come at it from that standpoint we both have a possibility of seeing something deeper and better yeah okay. yeah good stuff good good well wherever you and, are and thanks to our listeners yes. for for sending us to the great topic idea yeah, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com we want to hear what you think what what you what's going on with you because that helps us be better so that hopefully you are better absolutely we love you for listening see you next time see you at the getaway if you've benefited from this podcast consider becoming a member of the bed buddy club your financial support will help take sexy marriage radio to the next level and enable Corey and shannon to strengthen many other couples learn more at sexymarriageradio.com by clicking on the purple button